Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. How long it's, it's basically he's holding the pole. He could his arms longer than the pole. So it's a long story. The, the producer is holding a pole so he can socially distance as we record this. He's not but holding it to the full extent. He's, no, he's not. He's just he's he's on a short pole. I'll, I'll move back. Um, we'll, we're gonna we reflected on the 20th anniversary of Kevin Keegan quitting in the England Tunnel uh, after a loss to Germany. And Adrian Bevington was. Uh, uh, was the main man there, the head director of communications, and talked us through that momentous day, didn't he? Yeah. We had and, a chat with uh, yep. Clinton Baptiste, <laughs> psychic, spiritualist. He was on good form, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And uh, we had some classic clips of the midweek for you, so it's all and quite humourable. I did the worst impersonation of Brian Blessed in yeah. history. Came from the very guts of hell. I mean, it sounded nothing like... Brian Blessed, but uh, all I can hear is tubular bells in my head now. You'll know what I mean when you hear this. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And uh, it's very interesting, uh, Kepa Aritha Balaga has been speaking to the press. He's on international duty with Spain. He says, uh, he said, I feel fine uh, with confidence. The situation's not ideal. I wasn't expecting it. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You've got the worst record in the... It's brilliant self-awareness, isn't it? In the thing, you, make, you start the two games this season, make two absolute rickets that lead to goals, but you weren't expecting it. Yeah. Well, when players, said, it's that whole thing of players going away and maybe getting a bit bolder, isn't it, when they're out of the country? That's not going to be reported He back. said, uh, Lampard has his way of communicating and talking in the press conferences. I don't know what he thinks. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's why he bought another goalkeeper. I think yeah, that, that normally kind of gives you an idea into his uh, in the way he's thinking, doesn't it? I would imagine it's, uh, it's absolutely brilliant, isn't yeah. it? Um, a delivery driver. Do you see this amazing? He won twenty six grand on a twenty fold accumulator bet thanks to a goal from Cristiano Ronaldo. Wow! Uh, Kieran Dawson basically needed a goal in each half of top flight games across Europe. To placing his five pound stake, not bad, really. Five quid, twenty six grand jackpot. Nice. And uh, I was thinking he ought to do our charity hacker with Paddy Power because we're so useless. Yeah, well, we should get him on and let him have a go. We, last week we were let down by old Lee Price from Paddy Power. Paddy's mm. going to join us later on in the company 
of Ruby Walsh. Uh, we'll be uh, having a chat with him a little bit later on about the world of racing and more. Uh, anything else, Andy, you want yeah, to discuss? Yes. Uh, happy 68th birthday to Vladimir Putin. He gets smoother every year, have you noticed? <laughs> He's alabaster-like, isn't he? <laughs> he very much yeah. is, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, I was reading Matthew Side's column. It's always good in the Times. And he was talking about why these things may have various theories about why we've discussed it here on TalkSport, why there have been so many goals, why the football's so strange. Mm. He says... I saw at least a dozen theories on Twitter, and these were just conspiracies related to the Premier League instructing teams to concede lots of goals to get decent viewing figures on Sky. <laughs> it's brilliant. Conspiracy theories are yeah. fantastic, aren't they? In what sense would they contrive to do that? It's really, I don't even know how you could even think that. It's brilliant, isn't it? Honestly, these people. The Cheltenham Town, I don't know if you saw this, there was a... Horse on the pitch, a game, under-17 game. Yeah, uh, a, a women's game, yeah. It was interrupted by a horse on the pitch. There's nothing that unusual, is there, seeing a horse at Cheltenham? That's true. I've seen plenty yeah. of them I myself. don't think it was <laughs> one that had got loose from last March. <laughs> no one's had gold of it yet, but I, uh, we'll see. And uh, the papers show Brooklyn Beckham's new mm. tattoo mm. on the back of his neck. Nice. Yes, it's very nice, yeah. So he's got the tattoos, he's got the uh, ability to get publicity, he's got the fashion sense, all just like his dad, and... Uh, Oh, yeah, the other thing. Well, they don't worry about that. What's that, know. the football? Yeah, the, the, the actual talent. Oh, OK. <laughs> oh, Andy, you're, you're a tough man. You're a hard man to please. <laughs> yes, I am. The boy's <laughs> making his way. And finally, from me. Oh, yes. Men with deep voices <clears throat> are more likely to cheat on their partners than those with squeaky oh, ones. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, what yeah. have you been doing, dear? Nothing, really. I mean, nothing, really. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's <laughs> exactly. true. That's a that's old bit yeah, of research. That's a very isn't old it? bit of research, yeah. yeah. I've uh, got an even odder one later about eggs. Oh, good. I can't. Well, don't touch that dial, <laughs> eh? Um, our producer uh, is a talkie fan. Oh, yeah, it's very funny. Now. He was last night. And uh, he took to iFollow, I would imagine, whatever the, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. the non league equivalent is. And uh, went to that and watched Torquay lose and claims it was the worst £7.99 he ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't guarantee well, they went one a result. It's not like, I know they went 1 0 up, but uh, I think they're on Jim Proudfoot, fellow talkie fan, was saying, We need a second. I saw him tweeting, and he wasn't wrong, was he? Which is why he's a top well, commentator. That's what he knows, yeah. But uh, Eastleigh were the victors, and uh, that's eight points down the Swanee. We should do more of this. Uh, him and Fletch, our newsreader, were chatting. He's Fletch's woking, isn't he? And yeah. John's talking. The, the rivalry is quite intense, it, it's isn't it? It's intense, but friendly. And it's also quite. You hear them chatting away. It's like it's like us talking about the Premier League. It's quite, <laughs> well, why would it quite be engaged? Well, it's like two people talking about the teams they support. <laughs> You're such a snob. Why would it be any different? <laughs> why not? Dear no, me. the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Looking to be the architect here. Might even have a go for goal. It's a good strike too, and he caught David Seaman totally unawares. And Germany take the lead. It's a real setback for Keegan's team. It's all over. And the last game ever to be played at the existing Wembley Stadium has ended in heartbreak for England and elation for the old enemy Germany. Disappointment, obviously, on the face of Kevin Keegan. First of all, I told the players that, you know, this is my last game. I probably have had a longer run than I could have expected. I mean, after Euro 2000, uh, a lot of managers who did a lot better than me fell by the wayside. I just don't feel I can quite find that little bit of extra that I think you need at this level to find a winning formula. I don't want to go on and outstay my welcome. The fans today, you know, they made me realise that not only did they put me in the job, but with what they were saying when I was coming off, I think they feel it's time for me to go, and, 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 and that, that's where the power should be. 
even knowing what an emotional guy Kevin mm. Keegan was, I think it was a real shock, wasn't it, that day when he decided yeah, to yeah. resign on air. Probably as much of a shock uh, for our next guest, who was Director of Communications at the FA at the time. <laughs> Uh, and, and all the mayhem after that 1-0 defeat. Adrian Barrington joins us. Good afternoon, Adrian. Paul, Andy, good to speak to you. Good to talk to you. It, it must have been a very strange afternoon. you got a kind of inkling. I mean, a few people have subsequently said Kevin wasn't quite the same in the build-up to, to that game that week. They noticed a bit of a change in him. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that. I mean, look, <clears throat> Kevin is a really ebullient character, but... We'd had a disappointing Euro 2000, as he just said himself there in the interview. Um, I think we played a friendly with France, which we got a one-all draw. But the week leading up that game, it was just, it was very flat. And obviously, it was a build-up to the big, the last ever game at the old at the old stadium. But um, even the morning of the game, we woke up. If you remember, it was an absolutely horrendously dark day, pelting with rain. Mm. The team had been unveiled on the. Um, the back page of the journalist show on the Friday evening, which had gone down like a lead weight with Kevin and the coaching staff. Um, the famous one where Gareth Southgate was picked to play and hold in midfield. Mm. And it just got progressively worse as the day went on. Yeah. It was right that Kevin had lost his mum a couple of weeks before as well. And, and, and that clearly must have played a part in, in his sort of mindset at that time. Look, I think well for anyone losing losing a close family member, yeah. but losing one of your parents is going to be very tough. I, I just do remember that it was Kevin just seemed very very flat at that point. I kind of just um, started working in a more senior capacity with the with the first team at that point. Um, I'd spent more time working with the twenty ones and the development teams in the years preceding it. Um, Kevin obviously was one of my boyhood idols just from the generation I'm from but he did seem a little bit flatter than you would have ex- expected during, during that week and it just look the day was an awful day weather wise the performance was very flat we conceded a poor goal um, but then you had that moment as he was coming off the pitch and I was actually walking backwards as he was walking towards the mouth of the tunnel mm-hmm. and he was getting absolute dog's abuse it's got to be said mm-hmm. um, that famous picture where he's got his arms clapping the crowd and there was all sorts of missiles coming down at him um, and, and you know obviously as I say a lot of abuse and um, I wasn't wholly shocked when uh, news started emerging from the dressing room a few different people went in but we had the media that all congregated in what was the mix zone outside of the dressing room if you remember mm. at the, the old Wembley so we're in the full glare of them and I'm doing laps over the stadium up to the, to the, the Royal Suite to get people like Adam Crozier and members of the board down in the dressing room. And then I got called in um, to be updated on the news, which is rather a surreal experience, I've got to say. Yeah, absolutely. It is interesting. The the crowds, I think, now are less abusive. I think the media is slightly kinder. When I look back, I can't remember who was sort of around. It was Bobby Robson. And you looked at the press at the time of Bobby <laughs> Robson. You're right, England managers were under the most... I know they still are to a point. Yeah. But they were under, you know, it was really personal. It doesn't feel quite as savage as it probably no, did in that era. I don't era. think it is. No. I, don't, I don't think it is. And I think, look, we've got so many different... Um, strands of media now, and I think that's maybe just reduced the kind of vitriol that 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 the the mainstream media, that the newspapers, in all of their pomp, had maybe 15 years and before that. Um, well, it was it was hugely demanding, and yeah, Bobby definitely copped it from one or two people. But I mean, 
that day itself at the, at the Wem- at, at Wembley for the Germany game, I mean, I got called in the dressing room and I had to walk past the players as they were getting changed. Kevin had obviously spoken to them already, told them he was going to uh, leave the job. But people like Adam Crozier and David Davis and one or two others had called me around and we were near uh, the sinks in the old dressing rooms, which weren't particularly salubrious. <laughs> Uh, and Kevin breaks the news to me that sorry Adam breaks the news to me while Kevin stood there that Kevin's going to be stepping down he tried to persuade him but Kevin was adamant he wanted to leave um, just at that point the U Rhinos unfortunately right alongside the sinks and uh, a, a, a player who now does quite a lot of media work decides that time to uh, use the gents as they say while this <laughs> Momentous information. <laughs> Not ideal, really. Don't mind me, he says. Yeah, what a thought. The, but, but yeah, that that moment when he, I mean, because the, they did try and talk him round, didn't they? David Davis and Adam Crozier and others, possibly yourself, saying, "Look, let us manage it. Give us a couple of days. Take a deep breath." We but he wouldn't remember. do it. We had to go. We had to go to Finland for the for the World Cup qualifier, and I think it was the Wednesday. Night. Of course, yeah. So, I mean, I remember slipping out of the dressing room and just from the, the, the mouth of the tunnel, um, phoning Howard Wilkinson up, who I obviously worked very closely with. And I hadn't had it formally at that point, but I knew he'd been at the game with the 21s. And I said, where are you, Howard? He said, oh, it's on the bus going back to the hotel. I said, well, you might want to get a backpack because I think you'll be spinning back around shortly by the sounds of it. Wow. And yeah, he was, in, he was in office the following day. Um, but then we had the likes of Tony Adams, Sol Campbell, David Beckham, various players, pulled out with either injury or suspension. And we had to go to Finland with Howard and he brought in Stuart Pearce, Brian Kidd amongst his coaching staff. It was a complete turnaround within the space of 24 hours, but an incredible time. Yeah. And Kevin had four years at City after that and uh, and then a period at Newcastle, a season at Newcastle, 2008. But during lockdown, I watched a documentary on him. He was a, a brilliant player, but also a fascinating bloke. And I have been surprised that you know that you, he never really—he's very private person now. You never hear from him. He never comments on football issues, or you know, yeah, that's quite a surprise. Have you I kept think. in touch, Adrian? Do you, do you speak no, to it, him? it's 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 Kevin's not someone that I got particularly close to. If I'm being honest with you, when when I when I did work with the with the England managers, and like I said, he was an absolute iconic, you know, idol to me and millions of others of our generation. Um, Kevin was always fine to work with, but I, I didn't have the opportunity to get close to him. And so not had any real contact with him in particular since he, since, since he left and then I moved on. This is a double anniversary, we should point out. I saw you saying on social media. <laughs> this is the day in October, uh, yes, of course October, today, 1995, that Borough signed Janinho. I mean, it was quite a shock that yeah, this yeah. kind of great Brazilian player was, was heading off to uh, to the Borough. Yeah, well, I was working at Borough at the time in the press office there before I joined the FA, and yeah, that was, you know, that we... we, we we were breaking our transfer record every month at the time and mm. signing Janino, he'd scored that great goal against England uh, for Brazil at Wembley in the summer in the Umbro Cup. And then he was Sao Paulo star player and uh, Brian Robson and Keith Lamb flew down to Sao Paulo and, and signed him. And yeah, the, the world went crazy for us. It was an unbelievable signing. What a great, great guy to work with. He was a brilliant, brilliant person, Janino, to deal with and a wonderful footballer. So, yeah, I was very fortunate. So it's obviously a big day of anniversaries for me that I hadn't realised. And it was that mass hysteria, wasn't it, as I think the papers put it at the time, when, when he was unveiled the following week at, at the ground? Yeah, I mean, there was thousands actually turned up for the for the game. Uh, sorry, for the day that he was unveiled. Yeah. You, know, you couldn't, couldn't get on the pitch for, for people as well. It was, it was just a really exciting time for the football club. And um, we seemed to 
build a real affinity with Brazil, signing people like Branco and Emerson, who mm. weren't as successful as Janinho, but you know he was someone really uh, very much associated with the football club. So yeah, great memories, I've got to say. Brilliant. Well, look, good to talk to you, uh, Adrian. Thanks for uh, reminiscing, and we'll catch up with you soon. All the best. Thanks very much, guys. There we are, Adrian Bevington, the then FA uh, Director of Communications on the day. Kevin Keegan decided to uh, call it a day. Amazing. Because he did, he did a fair bit of media stuff, and he did lots of he did sort of telly and stuff. He doesn't yeah. do as much now, does he? No. And he sort of stepped away from it. But uh, last thing we heard of him was his planning uh, situation. Oh yeah, well, we, we, Kevin's extension, of course. We'll never forget that. That was that was the that was the start of planning news. There would have been no planning news without that. And then where would we have been? Probably slightly better off. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Ben Jacobs here on TalkSport, the uh, <clears throat> brilliant Johnny Nash there. Right. And that's a song we've played quite a lot over the years because uh, we have a little section in the show, um, more questions than answers, and we talk of things being a bit of a Johnny Nash. Yes, this exactly is where you'd, true, you'd yeah. have a little five-line story in a, in a tabloid, and it wouldn't make quite enough sense. So you'd have to go to the source. You'd have to find the local paper they found <laughs> yeah. it in or, or online, the source. So then you'd get the full story, at which point we would play... I can see clearly now. So Johnny has been very much a fixture of the show over the years. And very sad news overnight that uh, he had passed away aged 80. Funny enough, he was on TV. I only a he few, was 80 either. Yeah. A few mm. weeks ago he was on TV. There's an excellent documentary, I think it's still on the iPlayer, about Bob Marley and his, his relationship with sort of British audiences and the times he spent in this country, how much he loved being here and how he was embraced mm. in this country. And one was at a school in Peckham in South London where uh, he went along and played. They got some of the kids back together and Johnny Nash because he championed people like Bob Marley in the very early days and was quite instrumental mm. in the development of their careers and uh, yeah it's uh, Johnny Nash and Bob Marley playing to these kids I think he'd been invited along by the uh, the headmaster and, uh, and wow. they're playing in the they're playing in the in the sort of in the in the the hall uh, of the school so yeah it was only on TV a few weeks ago but very sad news and also Van Halen overnight I saw Dance tweeting a yeah. picture of him and Van Halen Tony Iommi when he worked in a guitar shop back in the day and Eddie Van Halen came in to borrow a guitar so he could, he could he could jam with, with Sabbath and of course he's famous well, loads of songs but Jump I suppose yeah, that, yeah. and when uh, Glenn Hoddle came in at Chelsea for some reason he decided to, to use that as Chelsea's music they'd run out to. Right. Jump. We know one ever really could see the connection between Chelsea and Van Halen. But so you went from, I, I think, yeah, he went... I think it was probably Blue is the Colour, I remember about that time. Blue is the Colour, it wasn't Liquidator or something. Could or, have been, the, yeah, probably Liquidator or yeah. Blue is the Colour, one of those. But then, uh, anyway, it was I got, Jump. I imagine Glenn likes a bit of that sort of uh, <laughs> West Coast rock, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's always never a good idea to change the music. No. When it's always seen as a... When you mess with the... I think when Mike Walker went into Everton, mm. they got they rid of the Zed cars for a while. Then Joe Royal came back. First game. When, when did Spurs stop running out to McNamara's band? Well, yeah, that was a sort of transition. It wasn't anybody who made a hard and fast decision. They, they, they've done a few things at Tottenham. They, they did a very kind of... They, they took something from... Um, 
uh, Star Wars, I think, uh, which they played mm. for quite a long time. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's on, <laughs> it's on really. I don't remember. That makes no sense thing at is, all. They come out at the second half to McNamara's <laughs> band. I think that was one yeah, of the yeah. things that Daniel Levy did. I think people that supporters of the club and know of the traditions, mm. they want to make sure bits of bits of that are there. But when you start, me- if, if 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 someone's coming and messed with your music, is there one you pine for, listeners? Is there a bit of music that was always played when your team ran out? that you still pine for. Maybe we'll play them for you this afternoon. You, a request. They don't, your team might not run out to them anymore, but you can close your eyes. Lord knows we all would love to watch our teams run out on the field at the we'll moment. We'll all run through the studio. We door. will. Just tell us the songs you want to hear this afternoon and we'll try and squeeze a couple of them in and tell us the background hmm. of why they used to be played at your club and maybe some of those that were ditched along the way. So uh, talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089 and then tweet to TSH&J. So we'll try and bring you a few of those before four o'clock. And another staple of the show is the <coughs> survey that makes no sense at all. The okay. pointless survey. And uh, today's pointless survey comes from uh, British Lion Eggs. And they say that the favourite way to enjoy eggs is still soft-boiled with soldiers. Fine, fair enough. Yeah. But <laughs> omelette eaters make the best lovers. What's that got to do with anything? How did that get in that circle? Well, it's quite a light tea, isn't it? I would imagine. Not going to. You're probably a bit more in the mood than you would be after a heavy meal, suet pudding, and roly poly pudding and custard. It, it kind of, yeah. So maybe, maybe twenty-one percent of omelette eaters said they were good in bed. That's very good of them, isn't that's, it? That's utter nonsense, isn't it? The whole thing is just... <laughs> but there you are reading it on National well, exactly. Radio. Is this the egg council? Ninety-one percent would prefer British eggs than an imported one. Well, okay. I agree with that. Why would you back off Brussels? Well, um, who's who's come up with this stuff then? British Lion Eggs. Brit- okay, <laughs> nothing to do with rugby. <laughs> okay, not the British Lion. They've not gone into the egg, egg business. Have they? Uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, I thought, spoke very well yesterday. He said mm. some interesting stuff. He was talking uh, about one of the things he was talking about was the old weight of the shirt. Oh, yeah. But he said as soon as he got the number nine shirt at Everton off of Sandro, well Sandro Ramirez, remember him? Yeah, yeah. He got the number nine shirt, and it was like. This is serious now. I've got to step up. It's interesting, just the shirt number, what it can do to your mental. Yeah, and we've no, seen no, that course. plenty of times. Yeah, it's a big thing. Like right? the old Newcastle number of nine course, and all yeah. that. But he also talked about uh, when he was playing, uh, he went down and played a little bit of non-league on his way up as an academy player. He spoke very well. And he said they played at Hyde and uh, he, he went up for a header. Got a whacking headbutt right in the face and it was that one of those real you know mm. not in Kansas anymore Toto moments he said you're suddenly up against opponents who are playing to put food on the table and you realise it means so much more you're just a scholar at an academy professional club where everything's nice and easy so there's a lot they've talked a yeah. lot about that well you that's know, an important yeah. part of their education absolutely but he, he talked about when he got that uh, headbutt he said my eye closed up completely and I could barely see for the rest of the game but then he adds it was a real eye opener I thought well <laughs> it wasn't though was it really but no spoke spoke very well he, he comes across as a very good lad doesn't he now here's some interesting uh, news that uh, the famous actor the fine actor Brian Blessed Britain's best love and loudest actor oh, yeah. as described by the Daily Star today is joining forces with the Daily Star this week oh, the, great. the burly thesp 
83, <laughs> not my words, will bring this booming voice... George Burley Fest. <laughs> exactly. ..to a new audience as he reads some of the weird and wonderful tales from the star to you. Basically, it's going to be a Facebook Live event. He'll be reading through the paper and giving his thoughts on the news of the day. I can't wait for him to turn to that great fount of all knowledge and wisdom, star textus, honestly. <laughs> today, Here's just one from today. That Honestly, I've read this about five times and I can't work it out. A fellow writes in, called Scouse, he writes in to them and he says... Why not bring back Blankety Blank with Frankie Dettori? <laughs> what? Is that Alan Partridge? I think is that a joke about Blankety Blank? Is it a joke about Frankie Dettori? Does he think Frankie Dettori would make it would a be good a good host, host of Blankety Blank? Blankety, would he? Well, he, he might be. He's, oh, look, he's in the mix. <laughs> he's in the, mix. the BBC have done dafter <laughs> things over the years, haven't they? <laughs> So uh, good yeah, luck with that, Brian. Back, uh, okay, well, well, we'll put that to Ruby Walsh. See if he's interested. in Scouse has written in and said, "Why not bring back Blankety Blank with Frankie Dottori?" Is it that? Oh, you frighten me. I know, is it's that a bit your of Brian, Brian Blessing? Well, it's my sort of attempt at Brian. Yeah, it wasn't a very, good, wasn't a very good Brian Blessing. It's a really. Cr- I just went on the volume. Yeah, it's <laughs> a really. Cr- I didn't go on the accuracy. I went for volume. It was a really creepy <laughs> voice coming from you. That it was just. I don't think the missus gonna. Don't don't take that into the boobar after your omelette, will you? <laughs> Frighten the life out of her. Blimey. Yes. Now, oh, I tell you, that, that noise coming from Andy was like the exorcist. <laughs> Terrible. Well, I, I can't get over the fact that the bloke that does our voice of a groom dude oh, yeah. is the. Uh, he plays the part of Peppa Pig's dad. Does he really? Yeah. Fantastic. Too. Papa, Daddy Pig? Daddy Pig, not Papa Pig. Okay. Good don't you watch Papa it with the grandkids? Or? Oh, yes, I do, but I don't take it in. Well, take it in, Andy. <laughs> Put some work in. Next week, next week's Don't Ask Me will be on Peppa Pig. It's quite hard watching. We'll leave it the there, shall we? Yeah. Um, oh, no, I haven't finished. I've gone, but you have to be quick. Very quick. A musical about the life of the Dutch footballing great Johan Cruyff is well, due to open next good. September. Dance move would be good. None, none of them be as good as his <laughs> exactly. moves, though, will they? Exactly. Dance dedicated to the Cruyff turn, obviously. The musical Four. A reference to his shirt number will open up at the AFS Theatre uh, near Amsterdam. Well, we're going to have to talk to the people behind this. Oh yeah, it's so, actor writer Tom DeKette has termed Cruyff's story into a script about ambition, love, and French. Pass that to the producer. We'll follow that up. That sounds interesting. You are sending a few songs you know and love. We'll squeeze a few of them in and tell your stories why uh, over the next couple of hours. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sports. But we enter the world of the paranormal. Normal, 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 shortly. <laughs> and don't do that voice again, will you? Because that was not nice. Uh, Clinton Baptiste, you'll remember him from... I'll work on remember it. Remember him from Phoenix. Listen to a few Brian Blessed's and I'll come back and I'll nail it. OK. Um, uh, he'll be joining <laughs> you us. you sound like Roy Hodgson, obviously, yeah. a loud Roy Hodgson. He normally does, yeah. He'll be joining us shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Now, you may remember our next guest. He, 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 he achieved a certain infamy after a very memorable, some might say classic appearance on uh, the Phoenix Club uh, mm. back in the day on Phoenix Nights when uh, he said, I'm getting the word, don't worry, I'm not going to say it, and, uh, and kicked off a riot, <laughs> I think it's fair to say, in Brian's club. Well, his career somehow survived that. And uh, he continues to this day. He's a paranormalist, clairvoyant, medium, psychic, call him what you will. But uh, he's he has his own podcast uh, these days and able to play live at the moment, which is a great shame because mm-hmm. that's very much, his, sounds good. very much his forte. But uh, let's say a very good afternoon uh, to spiritual medium, Clinton Baptiste. Clinton, a very good afternoon to you. Namaste. Namaste, Paul. Namaste, Andy. Okay. Uh, You've gone a bit new age since the Phoenix I- Club. Yeah, what's happened? It's, it's, it's feeding back, is it? No, we can hear no, you. Can you can hear me all right? Well, we can hear you perfectly. I just <laughs> Oh, just... that's all right. Sh- 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 Shalomar Shakatak, my friends. Now, look, uh, Clinton Baptiste, clairvoyant medium and psychic. Mm. And for any poo-pooers out there, there's a lot of poo-pooers out there. Can I say straight off, I do have a unique spiritual gift, as you know. Paul, you know that, don't you? I do, yes. I travel all over the world. I've just come back from Thailand. I love the spirituality and the culture. It did put me off ping pong a bit. But before that, (laughs) I was... I was in the Island Man trying to contact the living as it goes. But, <laughs> but can I just say for this afternoon, I want to, and for your listeners, I want to concentrate on the positive. Of course. If, yeah. if you let's, there's so much to make us uh, miserable in the world, isn't there, at the mm, moment? To make us ask, why, Lord, why? Uh, COVID, poverty, terrorism, uh, uh, Mrs. Brown's Boys has been recommissioned. So I think we, what we could all do with a little bit of cheering up. Oh, it's true. Do, 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 do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, so what I want to ask you, uh, Paul, Andy, what, what do you think death looks like? I'm not, I'm not talking about Wigan Town Centre at the moment. What, what I'm saying it's, it's just another room, an attachment to your life, if you like, yeah. you know. And, and, actually, I'm, I'm getting someone, it's, it's Paul, isn't it? That, yeah. Chuck Adema's 
replies, my friend. I've got someone to sing an happy birthday. It's your birthday, isn't it, Paul? Well, it, it was this week, Clinton. Yeah, birthday. they're a yeah. bit late in the spirit world. Maybe it takes a couple of days <laughs> to get up there. It's, it is it is a gift, yeah. yeah. And I've got someone here, Paul. Mm-hmm. It's a man or a woman. Is that is that ringing any bells? Oh, do you know what it is? Because I, 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 I do know a man and I know a woman as well. So, exactly. yeah, this yeah. is it's, sounding... It is a gift. It is a gift. And she's, this is lovely. She's, this is, she wants this to be a comfort to you. She's saying, Paul, she's saying she hadn't have died. She'd still be alive now. Wow. And she wants to know that. <laughs> and she's saying, don't worry, it is just a yeast rash. That'll clear up with a bit of ink. <laughs> <laughs> well, she knows me well, clearly. You're Sagittarius, Paul, aren't you? I'm, Aries. Well, no, I'm, 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 I'm Sagittarius. I'm yes, well, yeah, it's Andy, the Sagittarius. Yeah. But, but, but try not to block me, uh, Paul. No. But I do have <laughs> a unique gift. And for your listeners this afternoon, I, I want to preach it. I'm going to bend over backwards to, to show you my third eye uh, this afternoon. It's, right. it's, it's for you, mate. That's very kind of you, Clinton. <laughs> yeah. And I believe, look, you, I, I know you have the powers. And uh, you, you can, can you possibly, I don't know if you have a spirit guide, but can you or you and your spirit guide bring forward would uh, someone from from the football world, from the sporting world, to possibly speak to us this afternoon? Well, yes, I do. I've got someone here actually. I think I'm convenient with with spirit. It's it's an animal spirit guide I've got here. And it's extraordinary. I've got pickles. Oh wow! Uh, the white dog who found the Jules Rimet trophy in '66. Yeah. Just bear down with. Uh, and he's he's, <laughs> he's passing all sorts of clairvoyant sporting tips on. He's wonderful. He's alert. Wow. He's en- and he goes lovely with a bit of cheese because he's a collie. That's a little joke, don't matter. Pickles. Uh, and he's saying he's got five to two on Luton to go up and, and each way Yankee on the card at Newmarket this wow. weekend. Very fickle about the football. He's given his prediction, but it's very hard to pick up on the clues. Basically, when he, when he chases a bird in the garden, that denotes the liver bird of Liverpool, right? Oh, okay, yeah. When it's his master, it's man's best friend, so it denotes Man United. And what's it? What's he licking? I think that might be Arsenal. He's going there. <laughs> yes, I thought, it, I thought it might be. <laughs> so it's a good season for them then, by the sound of it. That would have been worse. If yeah. I, but if, can I just say, there were other predictions for the season. He's saying the Scottish Premiership, yeah. he's saying that's going to go right down to the first game of the season again. He <laughs> 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 know, yeah, he keeps he a close knows, eye on, he knows on, his on stuff, the game. doesn't he, Pickles? How is, how is Pickles? Is he, is he well... <laughs> He's not too bad, you know. He, he <laughs> no, he's he's very happy. But I know what people are going. I know what people are like. They think I'm being disrespectful. I do not take any of this lightly. No. Uh, life and death is very serious, even with pickles concerned. I, I was at a lady's funeral the other day. Her husband leaned over to the vicar and he, and, and asked, "What's the Wi-Fi code?" Uh, the vicar said, "It's unacceptable at your wife's funeral." And he said, "Right, and is that all lowercase?" <laughs> <laughs> It's dark. It's dark. <laughs> it's quite dark. Now, um, if people want to follow your adventures. Uh, they can via your podcast, Clinton. I was oh. listening to uh, one a little bit earlier on, and uh, it is quite the production, isn't it? It's like a it's like a documentary uh, of you at the moment, and your life with your friends. That's right. It's all this this particular one, series three, is all set at a healing festival. Nice. And it's all recorded in lockdown and it was murder to do over months and months. So for goodness sake, somebody listen to it. Yeah. Otherwise <laughs> For nothing, but uh, yeah. So that, that so that's it, really. I would love people to listen to that, the Clinton Baptist Paranormal Podcast. Yeah. And 
looking at you fellas here. People don't know on Skype. I can see. I can see you in my mind's eye, but I can also see in Skype as well. <laughs> and and what people? I know what all your listeners want. They want to know. You know, if I can see the future, mm. why can't I tell you who's going to win the Grand National or the FA Cup or give us the lottery numbers? And what, I'm looking at you fellas now in the studio, and all I'll say is, Andy, if I ever win the lottery. I'm going to buy an entire outfit like yours with the trainers and everything. <laughs> I, I just need those three numbers to come up. <laughs> Very good. Oh, Clinton, look, good to talk to you. Good luck with the podcast, and we hope to see you back live when uh, when we're allowed to go to theatres. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much. Spirit's fading now, fellas. Fading now. Thank you. <laughs> there we are. Oh, I like Clinton. Clinton. Baptiste, yeah, he did survive that <laughs> night in the Fiend club and he's still very much uh, with us and uh, performing you go Good and check him out pickles too. yeah great Amazing. to hear from pickles it was uh, tremendous and uh, yeah you can uh, go and check out his podcast it is a lot of fun it's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport the TalkSport clips of the week if you weren't aware, uh, England under-21s are currently in action against Andorra under-21s, and they were behind in the game. For a long time. They just equalised uh, England through Tom Davis. Right on half-time, yeah. On half-time. Possession, England 82%, Andorra 18%, and yet Andorra have had five corners to England's three. Blind. So they've obviously been... Quite direct, by the sound of it. Impressive. Yeah. Anyway, uh, England won all with Andorra. So we move on, and these are some classic clips, as we've said before, some old mini discs that were gathering dust in a corner. We're found to have loads of old clips from uh, the early 2000s on them. We're up to March 2007. Mm. And uh, we'll begin, as we often have uh, down the years, of course, with Mike Parry alongside Andy Townsend talking films. Your top quotes from your favourite films, mm. okay? Here's one for you, Mike. Top yep. quote. We're going to need a bigger boat. Who said that? Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have been much bigger, could it, really, Mike? Huge. Yeah, okay, nice. And the movie chat with Mike and Andy continued. Bad Santa. Bad Santa, was that a Christmas no, one? I don't even remember. Silly Christmas I don't one. remember the film at all, do you? Must have been a Christmas one, mate. Yeah, yeah it probably would have been a Christmas clue. one, I think. Bad Santa, much, much point bringing out in July, really, wouldn't it? <laughs> no. This is a corner to kick up. Sorry. This is a corner oh, to Don't do your Brian Blessed. <laughs> You've had complaints is... about that. We have, never. we? Yeah, I've got a couple of listeners. Listen oh, to this, listen, I've had complaints. Where's it gone? Goodness um, please ask Andy if he does that again uh, to give us a warning next time. And someone says, Will you please mix it, Brian Blessed and Roy Hodgson? And I'll turn the volume down. I'll go away and practice and it will come come back as a loud. Uh, I can't even speak. Roy Hodgson. <laughs> anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. This is a caller, isn't it? This is a caller to kick off with Gab Marcotti. It's, it's a typical. Same embankment of English sport and English organisation. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Jack, can I just ask you though? Um, do you have a wife or partner? No, I'm divorced. Thanks very much. A bit eggy, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bit warm in here all of a sudden. <laughs> Blimey, poor old Gab. He he wasn't to know. Although if you ask that kind of question, that's what it's can happen. Dangerous. This it? is George Galloway with an incredibly accurate time check. Oh eight seven zero four twenty 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 is the number to call. It's 12.49 and 15 seconds. <laughs> Cheers, George. Yeah, it's good to know, isn't it's it? It's good, and that did give us an idea. At the third stroke, the time sponsored by Accurist will be... 12.49 and 15 seconds. 
They should have got George to do it, it's shouldn't they? Good, yeah. it? Sticking with the time, here's Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. Oh, that's us. It's coming up to 20 to 7. It's nearly 20 to 7 on a Saturday morning. Mm, it's, uh, what have I got to tell you? Well, <laughs> what that meant for a start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of those last week as well. This is Duncan Barks on The Overnight Show taking a call. Let's go to Elton. John is a Millwall fan. <laughs> I never knew Elton John was a Millwall fan, <laughs> no, did you? you? That's fantastic, really. There was a slight gap in there, but certainly not a comma. Uh, so back to George Galloway again, and I think Bart Simpson might have been listening to his show. Hugh Jenis in London says, George, great show as always. Yeah, yeah Hugh's <laughs> a big fan of your show. <laughs> Jermaine's uh, old mate, of course. <laughs> and I'm afraid the perpetrator didn't stop there. Sunday evenings won't be the same. Gloria Stitz says, sorry it's your last Sunday, George. I will miss you. Well, you can tune in and hear me on Fridays and Saturdays, Gloria. <laughs> Good old Gloria. Good old Gloria. And, Priority uh, to women callers. As he used to say. Alan Brazil now, and our legendary uh, voice of golf, Bob Bubka. We're crossing over to the Honda Classic down in beautiful Palm Beach. Can you hear the ocean? And it's big Bob Bubka joins us now. Bob, uh, Bob, uh, whereabouts in the States are you, Bob? I'm actually in uh, West Palm Beach. Yeah, because <laughs> he's there, of course. It's, it's, it's Palm Beach Open, isn't it, really? So that's where Bob is. <laughs> and we finish where we started with Mike Parry. And here he is setting the scene live in Tel Aviv, ahead of England's Euro 2008 qualifier against Israel. I'm on the shores of a raging sea. And any minute now, Andy, I could almost see this sea parting and Moses coming through, carrying his tablets and leading his flock into the promised land. This is the Mediterranean Sea, of course, which at 700 miles wide is considerably wider than the Red Sea that uh, Moses did part at uh, low tide over a ford that was just a few hundred yards wide. But nevertheless, you get the analogy. <laughs> you kind of get the analogy. <laughs> I like to right? see him part the Mediterranean. That was, that was pure partridge, <laughs> wasn't it? That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, good work there. So, uh, so there we are. I'll have some more of those old clips from 2007 for you. Uh, next <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, you've been getting in touch, apart from Andy's impression of, uh, quite creepy impression of Brian <laughs> Blessed. We'll have to clip that, see uh, if we can... I'd say it wasn't really an impression, it was a bit impromptu. No, it was. I, I will was, go away and work it, on it. It was a bit scary, actually. It, it, the way it kind of, it came, it emanated from you. It was like from somewhere, it was like the exorcist from somewhere deep within. It was quite, I was waiting for your head to start well, spinning yeah. around. <laughs> Um, we had another question come in. Uh, James in Colchester said, any update on if and when Dance will be reading the next instalment of the Pulitzer-nominated mm. Steve Bruce series? Yeah. Well, he said, life's been somewhat empty, uh, very empty since it finished. Well, I mean, that was... I don't know. I don't we, we, going, we felt it was, a, it, was, it was a kind of moment in time, didn't we? Yeah, I loved Dance. it. I loved it. I did love it, but it was... I loved it. If we could get hold of a copy of uh, the second book, then we, we might do it, especially if there was a second they, lockdown. They cost a fortune, don't they? They do. There is too much media about and everything because I was looking through social there's media. There's too much media, says there's a man too much, in the media. There's too many podcasts, there's too, too much of it all because you can tell because there was this football podcast and they were saying, and it's episode one of Steve Bruce. But you think, oh, come on, you've got to do better than that, really. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, if you 
you know, we ran that thing for about three months, didn't we, over a sort of long period. Yeah. Why would you do it as somebody else? Wouldn't you think this has been done? Wouldn't you, if it was you, wouldn't you think, somebody came to you with that idea, you'd say, well, I wouldn't do that because they did that on Talk Sport. So what would be the point of doing it? But, yeah, never stops well, people. Thank you, caller. Thanks for getting in touch. There's Andy there from no originality. just venting. Um, Underground Insistence has been in touch. He said, I very much enjoyed Andy's Brian Sewell impression earlier on. <laughs> Could we have another listen? Brian I think it was Blessed, Sewell. not Sewell. Brian Sewell. We'll see if we, we see if we can find it for you because oh, don't embarrass me. Well, no, say, no, you you've got to hear it back because you don't know what it sounded well, like. I, I can imagine because your reaction you know, and the listeners, it was terrible. Unless you know, <laughs> you're only going to do it again and upset somebody. I'm never doing it again in a shop because it, it was it was really weird. It was I don't know what it was. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Mick's been in touch from Durham. He said, Forrest used to run out to the theme tune from the original Robin Hood TV series. What do they run out to these days? Have they updated it? The new series. Oh, okay. (laughs) It wouldn't have been quite as good. But maybe they still are. Maybe they do that and they play out at half-time. That's often where they play the classics. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Don't ever do that again. We don't want to hear that, Brian Blessed. You frightened frightened many of the listeners with that. It It came from nowhere. I know. Uh, Okay, that's it. Uh, We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.